Welcome to the Sparkle Pod, Move It Mama's safe haven for our weekly waffly chats. An avenue for us to answer listener questions, connect more with our members and shed light on our weekly ebbs and flows. If you want to work out with us, join us at moveitmama.co.nz and if you like our podcast, please hit like and subscribe. There is a massive crane and huge renovations going on next to where we are living. So I'm apologising right away if you can hear what I can hear. I'm banking on the fact you'd want to listen to us this week anyway. So all the noise aside, it's, it's always amazing to be with you. I've decided we're going to discuss how often you wash your bras, how hard it is to parent when you still don't know the answers, how to back yourself with your decisions, and what our fave life hacks are to help us live a happier life. I choose to make the rest of my life the best of my life. Let us get into it. Did you hear that ding dong then? Can't hear anything. Don't even worry about it. No. Okay. Hi. (laughs) Hi. So let's make a note of those four topic items because oftentimes we don't touch on all the items. I know. I've got it right here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, What was your first point? I think last week's podcast, we did really well at that because you did the intro and I kept going back to all the points in your pod, in your intro, do you reckon? Yeah, so last week's in, uh, podcast though, and I said before it went out as it was scheduled for seven o'clock, did you listen, Lise, was it okay? And you said, no, I stopped, I got bored. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I was like, good, yeah, okay, I, it's scheduled for seven. Yeah, but it is boring when you just listen to me. Oh, you quite like listening to our chat, but I find it, I mean, I know what's coming out. Oh, I don't know. I, I mean, I... I, I'm sure people don't find it boring, but <laughs> when you listen to yourself chat, it's not the best. I mean, I'm sure people can relate to that. They don't like hearing the sound of their own voice half the time. Mm, I know. just wasn't that hopeful that you got bored and turned it off, but hopefully, you know, sometimes people will, I'm sure. It's I would okay. just like to tell you that I finished listening to it like the next day. I did finish it all and I liked it. It's fine. No problem. No problem. No we, problem. We are great. We are great. Yeah, so good at what we do. Um, How often do you wash your bra? Oh, that was the question. Oh, be be honest. Um, I, I, I couldn't tell you that. I certainly don't have a routine. I don't count how many days I've worn it. I would hazard a guess that most of the time it would be around every third or fourth wear. Wow. What do you do? I just forget to wash them. <laughs> Maybe I'm being generous. You're so Let's be clean, honest. Sissy. Oh, I'm I am so impressed with you. I am so clean. I, Come on, Lise, we know so I'm, I put on a clean, I washed my bra yesterday and I put it on this morning and I felt so pure. Like, wow. Like, I mm. just forget to put, I just don't put them in the wash. I just like take them off and put them back in the drawer. It's, it's really real bad. Telling. It's a real telling sign, isn't it, when you're folding all the fucking washing there's and no your pile, your pile is much smaller than everyone else's. Yeah, it's always G-strings and workout gear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the occasional T-shirt. And G-strings, I'd love to pick your brains on G-strings because, man, oh, man, that's another thing. That's the thing. Um, How embarrassing is it when you've got someone staying that's not your mother that hangs out your washing and you know there are G-strings in there and you know that, like, they're clean, obviously, but even undies, sometimes they get, like, a, Funny kind of not residue because they're clean and you're hanging them out, mm-hmm. but like a a sort of a different um I don't know I don't colorway 
colorway with the crutch or the not so crutch. So my sister-in-law was um, putting out my washing yesterday and I got home and it was out and I was like, oh no, I've got a bit of like, oh, she doesn't need to do that. And there's my G-strings in there. But anyway, I said, thanks so much for hanging out my washing. I was really glad to look out at the washing and notice that there were just like two and they were quite good ones. So it's fine. If anyone's ever hanging my washing out, it's my mother and she still bulks at, at the sight of a g-string but my g-string ratio is about one g-string to about eight nana undies so yeah so I hung out um my sister-in-law's washing and it's just like two normal like briefs I'm like who even wears these who wears these as in like hip waisted like waist waisted or not high waisted just like normal bond style briefs yeah yeah that, um, is that you yeah, that's a lot of me. Yeah. So long as they're kind of that's, I prefer the silkier material for lack, for less underline, you know. Can I tell you what my main thing is? I feel like having proper undies is like an extra layer and like a bit bulky, like wearing a singlet. I'm sure we've established, whether on the podcast or between you and I, that you just quite like, but like, I think you could be a nudist. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think you're very comfortable with the, as little bulk as possible, but I love being all strapped in. Yeah, I don't. I like to be like just free. Free. Mm -hmm. Okay. Beer. So the thing is, I need to wash my brows more often. So I saw someone washes them every day after each use. And I'm like, wow. But see, like, and you do know, you have an undie bag thing? I mean, I don't have anything like that. I just put them in with everything else. I had one. I had a few and I occasionally do that, but not really. More so, I should do that. And I really am really stoked with myself when I put my sports bras in undie bag in those in those underwear bags because then the little cup thing padding bit that always falls out doesn't fall out merely if you put them in a wash bag i take those cup things out now i just don't even have them yeah well you've that's the joys of a perky little titty oh you've got quite perky little titties no i don't and i often like i've taken them out of some like i've got one on today that i've taken them out of and i would could never wear it working out it's literally oh. just like a chill sports bra because mm. it offers nothing for mm -hmm. my, my, my okay so i I, the thing is, I wear a white bra, then I wear a black bra, then I wear a white bra, then I wear a black bra. So yeah. I think uh, in the weekend, I need to wash my bras. Just every weekend? Yeah. Do you reckon people will be horrified by us with this chat? No, because I don't think we're, I think possibly there might be some. Yeah. But mm. I think there might be some that are just like relate. So like sports bras, I understand the need to wash them after a wear. However... Not always, because if I didn't really sweat that much, you know, and like a normal underwear bra, there's nothing coming out into that bra if if you're just normally wearing that, right? You're and you putting don't it stain on a clean it. body. And you don't you're not stain it. Dripping food on it. Yeah. So so surely people aren't horrified. But I'll never live down the Laura McGoldrick episode with the washing etiquette. I mean, it still haunts me when I don't wash my sheets on a Sunday this weekend included. I washed mine today. Mm. You've already done it? Yeah. And I was thinking about... Um, you haven't made the every, bed again. 
No, it's like they're out on the line. They're drying. Mm -hmm. But the thing that I do notice that living here is that it's always light in the morning. So you can get a lot of shit done before the kids go to school. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And I love that. Like they were on, it was on the line by like before my workout. I had the sheets before 6.10. The sheets are on the line. Mm. I woke up early this morning and could see the sun, the red of the sky. And it's it's like 4.30 that that comes up now, which is crazy, eh? Yeah, but it's Mm, I love it. Okay, so we've discussed the bra thing. Um, we Fair will intake. obviously, yeah, but I want to first take it back and just say, how's it going for you at the moment? Um, pretty good. I um, for, so the, I so I was thinking. I've been thinking, obviously, as I've first for the first time probably ever tracked my period, right? And I was like day twenty eight on Saturday. Day 28, day 29 on Saturday. How are you tracking it? Um, I wrote it down the day that I got my period. Oh, yeah, cool. So you haven't put it in an app or anything? No. And then so I just counted manually, day 29, mm-hmm. and I went out for my run, and I felt so good, and I went around 17 kilometers on day On 29. day 29. Yeah. And then I did loaded on day 30, and it was very hard, and I did find it really hard. And then I started getting my period, but this is the thing. So then this morning I felt a bit rubbish because this is the thing with me. When do you count your first when, – when when is day one? Because, okay, if I'm going to get quite graphic, day yesterday looked like you wipe after going to the toilet and you see faint signs of things. Then wear nothing all day because there's no need. And at night time – there's a sign when you wipe. We're nothing in bed. And there's a sign as I wipe today. But do you you're know what I mean? Yet? Take, no, yeah. Takes so you're not day two one days yet. to get no. in. Yeah, so that mine doesn't do that anymore. Mm. Mine used to do that and it doesn't do that anymore. I just get I just start to bleed. So annoying, eh? Yeah. I remember like that happening to me too. And I don't know why it doesn't happen anymore. Mm, but it, it is annoying because you think, oh, yeah, I'm getting my period. And then in a few days, it, so it should probably tomorrow you'll probably yeah, get it. tonight. It'll take like, it takes, and, and, and this doesn't actually, yeah, feel like this doesn't happen every month either. So, so strange. But anyway, um, today I'm feeling just that niggle, you know, those niggles and stuff like that. But otherwise pretty good. And well, it was sweet. a great that's, weekend. If you're feeling the niggles, it's kind of like you've got your period then, eh? But have you got nothing in at the moment? Yeah, I to do like today. It. I do today. Okay. Yeah. So let's probably, let's just bring on the bleed now, okay? Let's bring, bring on, on the, the shedding of the lining. Yeah, um, But on. yeah, otherwise, all good. And it was a really nice weekend. I don't know why it was nice, but it was. Did a few things. Um, Mum's birthday, that was nice to see her after she's been away for a fortnight. And yes, some good. Oh, oh our dog <laughs> is finally out walking the streets. So that's quite fun to go for family walks with our dog. Yeah, and is he good? Does he sit? Yeah, he's good. Crossing the road, he's really cottoned on very quickly to crossing clever, the road. He's clever, isn't he? Well, oh, yeah. the reason why you said you had a great weekend, but like mum was like to me yesterday last night, oh, poor Jess. I was like, oh. what? What's wrong with Jess? <laughs> She's like, well, gosh, just she had a really bad night last night. And I was like, <laughs> oh, did she? Okay, what? She's like, well, Gary vomited 10 times in like – Bow was a bit difficult. <laughs> so it's great that you've forgotten about that hard, really hard night. But it wasn't even like real, real hard. Like she really messaged me yesterday being like, Are you okay after the night? I'm like, Yeah, fine. Like I'm tired, oh, but that I'm tired, but that's quite normal for me. So 
Gaza was playing like all day, probably between two trips to mums, and then they come here with their dog Mel. Gary and Mel were going at it, playing. And like whether he just overdid it. Going at it. Gary and Mel made me get a a like funny visual. No. Oh, but um, whatever. Who knows what he ate or whatever. But he just did this massive vom when we were, you know, nine o'clock Saturday night. And then it continued. But outside, eh? Um, He was at our feet in the lounge and Dor managed to just quickly get him outside and do it outside. Then he kind of came back and he lay down the floor next to our feet again. And I thankfully put a towel down because he did one inside on the towel. And then he, yeah, he often just went out to do more and more and more until it was pretty much bile. And who knows what was wrong with him. Um, Did you feel sad for him? Yeah, we did. And then he was just not himself really until kind of like properly better last night or this morning really but anyway after cleaning up yeah a few towels and like the shovel shoveling up vom to be honest that's mostly doors doing but um then I thought oh I'll just go check the kids before I go to bed and I was rooted so I went to bed maybe I tried to go to bed at like 9 30 and I go into Nina and Bo's room just normally you know pull up their cover duvet whatever and I smell shit and I'm like I thought I actually smelt shit the last, like when I went in there at sort of 7.30 to turn the nightlight off. Like I actually felt like I should have checked then. He was asleep because, yeah, after most nights lately, like he's just toilet training, right? But he's wanting to wear undies at night and he's having mostly a dry night in his undies. He, this night I walk in and it fucking reeks and I pull up the duvet down the duvet and honestly it's just packed all up his balls on How top of his didn't tell you i know and he would have just i know it's so foul Did you talk isn't about it? it with him the next day i didn't remember he didn't know i woke uh, in the morning but you like, would have had to wake him and clean him up yeah but he he was barely awake and while i i lay him out on the lounge floor on a towel to change him because i just didn't want what was to wake, doing Door was actually because uh, Gary had started to vomit, so Door ran off to help the dog, and I said, "Yeah, oh, I can't remember." And then Door came back, and as I pulled oh. down and saw all the shit, like they had reached around to his front, he also just had the. Did biggest... you not think you needed to have like put him in the shower? What biggest hard on? Yes. Oh <laughs> gosh. <laughs> Why does this happen at this age? Oh my god, but. It's like he liked the feeling of the poo. Oh, for goodness sake. But why does this happen? It was like, and he was like, ow, mum, ow. His penis is hurting. Yes. Oh, you should have put him in the bath. Nearly pointing up to the sky. No, because he would just cry. He hate, like, that. He doesn't love a bath at any time, let alone wake him up in the middle of the night with a big shit in his pants and bath him. So we just washed him down. Did you love being a mum at this point? <laughs> it's like yeah it's gross eh and it's actually so it's gross just not even it shouldn't even be part of our life and like, like this. here I was just wanting to go to bed and then yeah and I'm and I'm like all right see babe like he was staying up to watch so oh he was watching Gary and just to make sure Gary was going to be okay before we both went to bed and he's like nice work mommy I'm like good one good one babe like we got through that like <laughs> Like Gary had stopped spewing uh, by the time I'd changed the sheets, washed bow, blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, Nina's in the room sleeping with a beautiful scent. 
Yeah, well, is it is it a beautiful scent? She's just a big snore, sleep apnea baby. She'll be fixed soon, but you know, she's she's not the most elegant sleeper, so we won't paint that picture. Anyway, that was that but that was like that was just that's just life, isn't it? It wasn't that hard. I've quickly forgotten that. But the stiff thing is really something, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know what? I see on like the Mum Hub page a lot of people complaining about their kids playing with their penises and stuff. And mine yeah. just don't. But yeah. I don't let them. No. Well, well, they know what, obviously when they're little and they have a stiffy, that happens. That's mm -hmm. that's what you're talking about. You're not talking about a bow playing to get a stiffy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know why that happens. Like obviously well, it just happens because there's sensations or something that make it, that's great to know it works, right? Do you know what language you used when they say, ah, like, you know, Nina, Nina sometimes makes comments and then it's now she'll say, like, no bow or like, it's my vagina like I am the only one allowed to touch it or something like that because it's probably follow on from what we've said. But what do you kind of say? Because I, yeah, what do you say to them? What, Did about you? touching their penis? Well, yeah, and if, or if they were to like suggest, um, well, I suppose maybe it's different when one's a vagina, one's a penis, but like if they were to, yes, touch it or play with it and stuff what would you say to if you think that yours don't right did you well, ever put a stop to it did you ever say stuff to stop it I get nervous about saying things like this because right. some people might think oh it's fine for them to explore but yeah. we, we don't want them to do that in in on the couch we don't want to come no. in I don't want to come in and see my kids fiddling with their diddles yeah yeah like, yeah so I just we just don't put our hands down our pants we you you know I don't know I just and I suppose I don't know. They kind of banter. They kind of. I've all. I've got four of them, right? So, if if the older two don't, the younger two, like they just sort mm. of don't. Like sometimes mm. they, I, I might walk in and maybe, um, taste like I'll be like, get your hands off your penis. Like, yeah, yeah. But I'm not really going. I'm not really elaborating on that yet. Mm. I mean, mm. I know Rico and Louie are they're older now in Carlos, and like, um, I haven't really talked about actually touching your penis for pleasure or anything like that no no and I wouldn't know I suppose Rico and Louis will be getting into that age where maybe we can talk about that but it's not appropriate to sit in front of people and play with yourself and mm -hmm. that's just what we say right mm -hmm. but um I do remember Louis being two and playing with his penis on the couch and me not knowing and just like just not playing with it just like I don't know doing something with it obviously playing with it and um, it getting the foreskin getting stuck and it like blowing up, like it was looked all like a balloon mm. and I freaked out. So it was when I, I had three and it, they were all really little and Dan wasn't around. He wasn't home. He was working. And I remember calling a girlfriend that had three boys and said like, oh my gosh, I, I don't know what to do. It's like stuck, like his foreskin stuck and I don't know what to do. And he's crying, he's crying. And we put him in the bath and I just used soap and but water and we got the foreskin back but since that he remembers that right he will never do he he just is like so he's oh, yeah. he he remembers it and so that's probably quite a good he learned from that like back mm. then. but the kids have all not circumcised and I don't I wonder how many are circumcised these days but Dan's always been real good at like teaching them to once they get to sort of two to three three to sort of just gently pull your foreskin back and clean 
mm. clean it and stuff, but just be gentle with it and say, you know, I don't know why we're talking about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know uh, why it happens <laughs> when you've shat your pants though and your mama is cleaning your poos off your ball mm. sack and then you mm. get a hat on. Like, I don't mm. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was stinky work. Anyway, that was a long, long way around. How are you? This is where you're going, are you? With this is your second topic of the. <laughs> well, no, nah, I was just thinking, like, um, on the back of last week's podcast, I think I kind of talked about this. Sometimes I forget week to week what we talk about, but about how I've sort of entered this sort of new stage of parenting, my oldest oldest child, and the fact that like I um sometimes situations arise, and I just literally have no idea how to deal with it. And mm. I think I don't know how to deal with them. And it takes, you have to dig so deep to try and figure out the right words to use. And it's just really hard. And it's snuck up on me, um, just like snuck up on, on us, Dan and I, so fast that it's like, it's just madness, really. It's because like it's just sudden- totally... Sudden, sudden change, sudden shift. Mm. And with that sudden shift of him, sort of he's now, you know, he's on the bridge to adolescence. He's on that bridge now. And it's just like made us go, whoa, I don't know if we're ready for this. And it's like, I don't know how quick, like it's just happened so fast. Mm. So I was just thinking about how you kind of, up until this point, you sort of have your set disciplines you have your set ways your no's your yeses your expectations and then suddenly all of this is just like beyond me and I've got to relearn and you've also probably got to be more like not reactive as in and more calculated and give more thought to like your words and what you're going to decide to do and stuff like you can't be as on the whim as you were because it's well I suppose when you are in say my stage like the expectations and the consequences and all of that as you say is quite like generic almost whereas now you're doing something you're doing things for the first time again yeah and it's so crazy because I just wouldn't I never expected this like I heard about it happening and but I never I don't feel prepared for it. And it's almost like... Do you have an example of like the what other, kind of thing? Like what kind of thing? Oh, would just like... like um, what kind of thing? Oh, let me think. Um, As in like being he got in trouble at school. do something? Oh, okay. He got in trouble at school. Mm-hmm. Um, he had to write a reflection sheet and he he's not really admitting his mistake. Oh, yeah. Sort of brushing over it. And we're like, you just need to... You've explained what, what you did. And he's like, it's not even a big deal. I'm like, well, it was a big deal. You shouldn't have gone and sat on the five stacked chairs and added to the chaos of the class for the reliever. You should have taken the right choice and just gone and sat down and given respect to your teacher. It's like things like, yeah, but the teachers are Karen, like oh, that yeah. kind of chat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just learning he's got this reflection sheet that he had to fill out that it, he didn't do to our standards. So then you're, you're, you're making him rewrite it. Yeah. You're, and then he's like, I don't even want to hand it in. And you're like, well, you have to. And just like what I mean is that I, 
he's challenging everything kind of like push back on, on he's a lot. push he's he's pushing back on a lot and he's trying to assert his authority and he's um being quite um self-absorbed in mm-hmm. his his needs and I've researched it all mm-hmm. and this is all quite normal stuff for a 13 year old boy he's 13 in a few weeks time but also, I also know that some 13-year-old boys might not be at that point yet. They might develop, mm. they might have done mm. it at 12, or they might be not, they might not be like that. Like, I don't think my brother was as vocal with it. I think Rico yeah. is very um, outspoken with it. So the thing is, though, what I was, what I'm going to say is that, like, back in the day, I when they were younger, I really worked hard on um raising Rico as like a role Rico and Louis is like a role model so the others would follow suit so now it's really important and imperative that we discipline and create um safe and yeah, set the tone consistent the boundaries mm. with him so because they're watching mm. mm-hmm. and they're watching and this is almost more important right now yeah, well, they're more, they're going to pick all of it up, aren't they? They're going to learn all of what you do now. Like that's what I'm saying. Them. Yeah. Mm. Um, also, this just, like, I feel like we talked to Deb Buckley about this kind of thing, you know, where you just kind of feel like you lose them for a few years. Like, could you be started, not losing him, but, you know, you start, there's a, there's a different dynamic now with him. And on any given day, he just might, seem a world away from you absolutely Mm. so he has that's exactly right like so I'm back at that point from when I think he sort of did this when he was a toddler like I don't really know what to expect like um he's pretty sweet like he still kisses me and says I love you goodbye and all that but he I can tell that his his friends are his world right now and that's quite common as well so I said to him the other night like I give him a big cuddle and a kiss. I, what happens is I get quite um, wordy and I get quite over the top and I worry and I show him all that and I need to just let that go. And I need to be few words and Dan and I are on the same page, which is great, but I need to like not not linger it. I need to let it go. Anyway, we had a big cuddle the other night and I said, um, that I'd love you and I'm just worried about you. I just want, I know you're going to make mistakes, but I just, mummy just worries and I love your friends and I love how happy you are because I think it's really important for him to know that I love his friends, even though some of his friends are making me question some mm. of their behavior. Mm. Mm. I keep, it just brings me back to mum and dad, like when our friends, it must, I just, it's just a new level of parenting because. I wonder what now I can see why mum thought that friend was possibly a little bit of a bad influence. Yeah. And, and it, this has just reminded me of a question that we got last week after we spoke. So I'm just going to find it while you continue. Yeah. And I just think I don't want, I remember mum and dad having certain um, uh, interpretations and certain views on certain people in my life. Mm. And now I completely understand why they felt like that. But I also want to make, I want to make, I don't know whether I'm supposed to just be like, I love all your friends. It's all fine. We're, we're, you're all just navigating this together. But, you know, I remember one friend in particular, mum didn't really want me to hang out with. And I can see that because I can feel that about some of Rico's friends. And I and it's really hard. And I don't know what the right answer is here. So this is, this question last week was, 
specifically towards you, how to navigate differences in kids, friends, parents, parenting. I totally know boundaries on screen times or what they're allowed to watch or really late nights if they have a sleepover. So it's this is why I bring that up is because that's another whole thing, not necessarily just not trusting not sure if you trust the child but just that that child might be parented totally different to your child too or your parenting style might be really different to that kid's parents and nothing to say that that kid's not a good kid nor the parent a good parent but this whole that whole thing so that that's such a good question and this is the thing that is um so apparent to me now and I I lost this hasn't been apparent really you know you it is apparent when you're you've had your babies and you you tend to gravitate towards mums that kind of yeah. parent similar to you yeah. right yeah. but now the boys are older and they've got these these friends and you it's got nothing to do with the mums being friends right yeah. especially because you've, you've moved countries yeah and so for example one of his friends has a 20 year old brother yeah you've mentioned so this yes. is one of his best mates and he's allowed to do he's there's a lot more freedom yeah and now I'm thinking, this is our first rodeo with Rico. Yeah. I wonder what Tay, if he's going to be that mm-hmm. kid when he's 13, allowed to do more than his best mate that might be the oldest of three or whatever. So what my main, my gut feeling and my gut thought about this answer to this question is to always, Dan and I always say, we don't care about what any other parents do. This is our family and this is what we're doing. And we're trying our best to raise you the way we want to raise you. But I also think it's really important if you can become um, like able to, I think it's really important to be able to communicate with your friend, your children's friends, parents. So oh, yeah. I need diff- to call, I, I need to touch base with some of these parents actually you've reminded me with that question just to talk and get on the same page and know because they are they're all great but they all have different boundaries for their Mm, kids and mm. they have different rules and Mm. but as long as they know what my feelings are and we respect each other's feelings and Mm. we have that mutual understanding that's great I don't I'm not sure what to do if you know you don't know the child's friends parents but I think it's really cool if you can kind of reach out and say hey I'm blah blah blah's mum I'm just wondering what your rules are around that we're just having it like you know it's really funny because everybody in year seven which is actually year eight in New Zealand so Rico's year, but the year seven is high school here but he says everyone has a phone I'm the only one that doesn't and it's come out that he's not the only one there are other children in that grade that don't have a phone yeah. So you know, it's good to just be be um, open with communication. I yeah. Think. Um. I mean, even for example, just the screen time question. Like, if their friends have like no limit on screen time, you either you either accept that and be like, right, if they're hanging out in so and so's house, they might watch screens the whole time, or you do as you were about to do and like establish the boundaries with that parent if they're going to hang out if you're going to manage that while they're hanging out outside of your roof you know hey those are your two options you either let it go and you accept that they might do that under that person's care or you raise it with the parent and tell explain your boundary and 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 whether they get on board with that or not is that yeah, I, I do think it's really important to think about what you you instinctively feel, like your gut feel. Like, so if I know that, the thing is, if I'm happy with Louis to go play at said boy's house for the day, I, I, I'm not, I know that 
family. I know that parent. I've discussed, I've talked to the parent. Um, I know that possibly he'll have way more screen time that he does at home and that's fine. But under our roof, we've got our rules and within reason, yes, you can go off and play with your friends, but I always quite like to like teaching. I always really suggest that if your child's starting school, um, I used to be a teacher. A lot of you will know that, but I think it's really important for you to front up and meet the teacher and know that. So the teacher knows that you're actively invested and wanting to know about your child um, and don't be afraid to just, you know, put yourself out there a little bit and be confident in the communication side of things. So if your child is going to stay the night somewhere, if that doesn't feel right for you, don't be afraid to say no. Like I'm all about like, how I feel in my tummy and if it doesn't sit right in my tummy it's a no Mm. you've got to um that's a probably an added complexity or added challenge isn't it in this whole the whole chat is around backing yourself and because you might not think you know what you're doing or you might not know what you're doing or you don't know if it's right blah 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 but just backing the decision that feels right for you and your family yeah and it's really hard when your kids are constantly saying it's not fair. It's not, but yeah, exactly. You've the got thing that is, too. I remembered saying that to mum and dad. Same. So I think that's just a normal part of having children. Like unless it's, you're just allowed to do bloody anything and given this and given that, you're going to say that, aren't you? Because you just think. I remember thinking that adults just had it sussed. Like they could do whatever they want. They can spend the money in their own time. They can eat whenever they want. They had it sorted. And you thought, God, it sucks being a kid. And I remember feeling like that. So yeah, I just did an Instagram. It. I just did an Instagram post about like how it's a highlight reel, and you just reminder. And the thing that I really, really want, really learned, well, what I've learned over the last, I think when you've got a baby, you really do feel like an adult, right? You feel like an adult, like, well, you feel like you are the mother and you've got a baby. The baby is tiny. You are old. You, well, you're not, you're not old, but you are, you've grown this baby. You've birthed it. You feed it. You, you put it to sleep. You are yeah you you are in in control here you know obviously within reason but when you've suddenly got like a a teenager who's about your height (laughs) yeah and all that and is stronger than me can absolutely waste me in an armory still a couple of months ago he couldn't yeah right so this is the funny thing this is where the change has happened like now he's Mm. got his towel around yeah he can absolutely Mm. as soon as we get down for an armory still he just bulldozes me over He, he but louis i can still beat it's mm. crazy. So mm. when when that like I'm in that point right now, I feel like I've sometimes I think I have no idea how to be the how, adult. how to do this how to yeah. do this no yeah. idea. <laughs> and so I am just the same as I, I you know you you as you were saying like when you're that age 13 14 whatever thinking your mum and dad are just they've just got everything together. Ah oh, man, it's so hard. I know, like ups to mum and dad, eh, for sort of like faking it as if they but did that, have it Mum said that. Mum said she did. She <laughs> they did a good job of putting up that facade. Mum said the other day, because she said to me when she left, oh, darling, I think you've got a tough few years ahead of you, which mm. was like, oh, why do you say that, mum? I want you to say that it's just, all just, fine. Sorry, but they do always have a habit of the 18-month <laughs> mark saying wait yeah. till he's two. So yeah. you got that already to some extent. Yeah. You always yeah. get warned I, I reckon like what I've learned over the last like few months is that my kids really um um 
what's the word? They, I can't think of the word, but the tone of my voice is huge. And if I am using the tone in a positive, not stressed out manner, I can communicate, they can, they listen to me and I can communicate a lot more effectively. If I'm looking like a dragon, which is quite common. And if I'm, you know, beating myself up, but letting them hear it, it's not going to get me anywhere. Yeah. Which is where, which is so hard because you've got to like, (laughs) you've got to manage your emotions and your fucking rage and shit while you try and make decisions that you're going to back yourself on and like chat with words that you are certain and are behind despite wanting to lose your shit. Yeah. (laughs) Like I think that, (laughs) I think that also I spent, I, I, I sort of battled with myself for a while, trying to make them just do everything. And I think actually sometimes it's quite nice to step in and help. And they're so appreciative of it. Like just mom, I'm in bed and you've kissed me. I know, but can you just help come in here and just turn the fan on? And so I was like, okay. And he's just so grateful for that. Whereas normally I'd be like, you do it yourself. But yeah. actually yeah. I it's nice to, um, someone actually messaged me she's a podcast listener and she's a mum of four but they're older and she's been a really great person to um get to learn from and she said you know they all all of mine made their lunches and they sound similar to how you're raising yours but I would make myself available between seven and eight and I'm there whereas sometimes I well for a while I'm just up here leaving them to it hearing them and it's annoying me but actually now I'm kind of available if they need me to wash a piece of fruit while they put their bowl in the dishwasher that's okay Mm -hmm. just to just to because she said because think, think about what triggers you and if it's hearing them arguing and all that noise downstairs is triggering you, then maybe make yourself available to mm. limit that trigger, to make it a bit smoother, to make your life a bit easier, like f- that day, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah it's, oh, man, it's such a minefield. Oh. I just, you just got me at washing fruit. I was like, huh, what fruit do you wash? I'm so bad at washing fruit. Do you know why? Because I get ulcers and the boys do too. And I, right. and I don't even know if this is real, but I'm sure mum and dad told us that if you don't wash your fruit, you get ulcers. Yeah. So like a baby food page that I follow, like they talk about washing their fruit and veg in the sink. Like they do it when they do their big market haul and they wash it all in some like wash, like not just water. Like they do all this shit that oh, takes away no. the fucking chemicals and here I am just like not peeling my carrots and shoving an apple to my children do you know what mum does so well like I'm trying to copy her because when she was sort of helping me out in the kitchen it was so so great doing dinner with her like I would do one thing she would do the other thing and then Mm -hmm. you know um often it was barbecue so Dan would cook outside but we'd do the prep but what she does so well is she just chops up her veggies whatever and she puts them in the sink with fresh water just to sit there and get fresher get fresher is that what they do I think so they get like more green (laughs) grow a bit get a bit more like you know when you put water in a plant is that why like why does she do that in my brain it's literally just like to get them prepped and they're away and they're good They're, they're, they're prepped I literally reckon she does it because it helps them like just vibrate, get a bit more help. Colour. I don't know. What kind of veg are we talking? Not just potatoes and kumara and stuff. No, like beans or lettuce. She did the lettuce and put it in water. Wow. Yeah, I know. But she's so clever. She just knows. So maybe we need to do this. Okay. 
Okay, good. Yeah, noted. Um, yeah, well, that's good parent chat. I mean, goodness knows. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I've got nothing and I've got no yeah. experience. So it, it's real hard. And every child will be so different because of their personality. So we're banking on the fact and counting on the fact, and mum's like, yeah, I think so, that this is going to be our hardest child to get through which is similar to how we've had gone with our toddlers and, you know, he was always a little bit more challenging because he's very much like me. He is um, full of energy and he's um, he likes to be busy. So, yeah, he, he likes a challenge too. He'll challenge. He'll challenge you. Mm. whereas the others are sort of just easier kind of to parent. So I'm hoping that we do a good job with this mm. <laughs> and the others are a bit easier. But, man, by the time my littlest is this age, who knows what will be in store. What do you think you want to do when, like, the kids are sort of out of the house? Do you just I'm, dream I'm of nervous. clean again? I do. I really want to go back to London. Mm. Same. I want to go back to all my haunts, but then I'm worried that I'll get triggered because I was drunk. (laughs) (laughs) No, I want to go with Dan because I wasn't very happy in London until I met him, which is a great piece of news for you. Yeah, funny. I was homesick until I met him and then I felt like I found my home, honestly. Like, that's so sweet, isn't it? i got to remember those feelings. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But I do think we spent every weekend drinking and weekdays drinking so but I want to go back to London but the thing is he doesn't want to go back what do you mean like for a visit no what's the deal with that there's no surf oh for goodness sake isn't that just shit yeah but you'll have to I don't know you go to London and he can detour to Portugal or somewhere nah we'll he'll do a week with me in London surely but are we talking when I'm like 55 like what's going how far away are we talking here yeah I don't know but um I'm eager to go back, eh? I mean, mum and dad went travelling when I was about 16, and that's when I lost my... (laughs) They left us at home, eh? I had a serious boyfriend. I will not be leaving my kids (laughs) at those ages. I don't know what to do. That was ballsy. That was fun. I kind of vaguely remember it, but I mean, I don't really remember what last week. What was ballsy? Week. Me saying that out loud. Um, does mum know that? Or mum and dad leaving? Both. Yeah, mum knows, but she'll pretend she doesn't. But anyway, I um, am so, I mean, you know, if I left Tay at 16, mm. Rico will mm-hmm. be 22, so the, 21, 22. So, you know, I could do that, but I would just, I'll take Tay with me. Tay's coming. It's crazy, eh? Because, like, you you worry about what they're going to do and stuff like that, but also you know what you did. And you've so, got to let them do it. Yeah, to some extent. And and, and if they're anything like me, you'll just, they'll just lie. Well, anyway, and, and you'll exactly. go under the carport in the bushes and just get poked. <laughs> <laughs> did you do that? I used to go in the carport where the Volvo was parked. <laughs> I don't think I did. I mean, when was the last time you got poked? Poked was a weird phenomenon. eh? No, but it was good at the time. 
Um, they or not? <laughs> yeah, I not. I don't think it really was because I think what they were doing was literally poking you like the two fingers into the. Do you reckon pie. um people do that still now? Like poke? Like do you think the sixteen like sixteen year olds are poking? Um, so my client's kids, I think she was talking about not necessarily poking, but like whether they still do that pash, like the lock jaw, 45 minute dribble, dribble going down your t-shirt pash. But she agreed. She said she was doing that too. Um, she was the same age as us. Like, I don't know. I don't know if they're doing that. Surely they've learned that just like a real proper, like classic poke. Isn't that great for the woman? Um, they will it, be doing that though. Yeah, they will they be doing probably that. It'll be the be. same. How yeah. are we going to find out? I want. I I, I'm a bit worried that like, well, hang on. And then I why did Facebook it. coin the name Poke? Why did I Facebook know. in 2007 go? Let's give people the ability to poke one another. That's yeah, so it's weird. weird eh? <laughs> yeah, do you know what I was looking at yesterday? This is going to sound real far fetched, but like I was at the Nippers Carnival Surf Life Saving competition, and I was watching the under 15s do flags and there was lots of girls they were just so hot and I was like oh god I just don't know how I'm gonna go with like you know my boys and girl and like what are they doing and I and do I say like have you poked her like (laughs) (laughs) I I reckon surely they'll have like advanced or moved on from that language or I don't know finger finger and I mean if they're watching porn what are they learning on porn these days are they going to learn that perhaps poking in its traditional sense that we knew it might not be the best for someone or are they going to learn other things or what, you know? But it's almost like that's kind of what you did. It's like the bases thing, eh? Mm. Are there different bases now? We need to find this out. I, I've got a girl that listens to the podcast that's about 15. I could get her on, interview could... <laughs> Um <laughs> Hey, Dan was saying like, so Dan and I have obviously had to do a lot of chat lately around parenting. And um, he was saying, I said to him about, oh, yeah, we talked last night when I was cooking dinner, about uh, how I wasn't a follower. Like, I just don't think I was at, at, at this age, 14, 15, even 13. Like, I just, I, but I was really into boys. So I didn't do smoking or anything like that. I thought that, no, that's gross. But I didn't follow my friends in regards to the boy thing. I was just quite interested in boys. Like I liked boys and I and um I said to Dan, you were not like that. Were you not like that? Did you not like girls? He was like, nah, I just was all about my mates, which was very similar to Rico. Mm-hmm. And then he said I just used to go out and get wasted and stuff. And I'm like, is do you worry about that with Rico? And he's like, Yeah, but from what I know and from the chat I have with friends with older children, teenagers and stuff, it's not really happening like it used to. I don't think it is either. I was having this chat the other day. So I said, do you hope that? And he said, yeah, well, of course I hope that. But Mm -hmm. he's not as worried about that. And I'm, yeah, is it not? I feel like I don't know about his age, but I do feel, or, you know, 15, 16, but I very much feel that in your 20s nowadays, back in my 20s, I was getting into a cab at whatever hour and I didn't know where I was going and I couldn't pay my way and I had to have Shah's help or -hmm. something like that. You know, I was like binge drinking and quite incoherent a lot whereas I feel there's a trend now to be kind of into fitness and gym or um 
kombucha or um being creative sunrises yes 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 that's what dan said and and it's also real that's why it's so important to have that your children keep them going through sport and health and wellness throughout their teens so then hopefully they really understand how it feels to be feeling good so this morning we swam he you know they saw me exercise and they waited and then we went down and we all swam and to really get out there and know that there's lots of things you can do in your life not just booze and get wasted and come home at five in the morning like the amount of times I did that too Jess God, it's not as common is it or not I no, don't know oh, yeah sure. I don't know and just spent the whole day just like eating so much shit food and I mean and I know some of our listeners will still do that a bit you know not not necessarily but like some people might still have the occasional well they will like you know big night out oh and yeah that and that's the next fine day. I just haven't done that in such a long time and I the thought of how shit I'd feel puts me off every time oh yeah I just I can't bring myself to get to that point maybe I just overdid it in my 20s who knows Mm. it's so interesting eh? like I I you didn't go along the path I did but I did wait till Tay was about three or four and I started drinking again a bit more than usual and that's when like I started doing I'd go out to festivals because the boys were older and I you know I could leave them longer and without mum would have them or not very often would be sort of once a year would go to like LAB or something and I would go I'd do a bit drink a bit too much and I would feel so bad and yeah I just don't have that desire at all either but you've you sort of haven't even really done that at all you haven't got drunk have you in like years yeah probably pre-Nina and so what's your wine consumption like now I was saying to you the other day didn't I me and mum were like not liking it and I think I've got to find a new drink no you didn't tell me that mum told me that she's not liking wine at all it's so weird and it's really actually annoying me because I'm losing my taste for wine and I loved it yeah is it (laughs) because you're not as having it as often possibly um but also Dora and I have never been that big drinkers really you know so it's not it's not like but like Definitely, I had a period there where the kids were both really young, where like five o'clock, 4.30, I was gagging for it. And I don't have that anymore, whether that's my kids moving through this phase or something. I don't really feel that anymore. But your husband made me a gin when he was here, and I actually really enjoyed that, and I've never really been into gin. So now I'm like, hmm, maybe if I'm going to have a drink, whenever, if I fancy it, it'll be a gin nicely he put berries in it to make it pink I think he thought that I was you yeah (laughs) yeah so Um, mum only had two drinks when she was here the whole time which um it's funny because it's just so funny how you change and evolve eh? because a lot of the time mum and I would have had a drink together but I didn't even I didn't we still had our sat down and had our kombuchas and stuff though and that's it's just the actual um the action of sitting down together and having a cold one eh together yeah, I love kombucha and I always have. Yeah, and um, Dor just can't really get into it. It's just not enough sugar in there for him. But yeah, so Dan t- doesn't mind one. He he sort of will have a, sorry, he'll have a drink <laughs> and then he'll have one drink maybe and then he'll have a kombucha. Okay, go. Oh, just off the back of our last conversation on the pod last week was that junk food doctor episode, which I did get a few messages going like, 
oh god like questioning second guessing what I'm feeding my children from now on that kind of thing and I just wanted to take a second to raise the point and stress the point that you stressed last week like if you listen to it or if you listen to even our chat not to go and then think that you're doing some terrible things and feeding you know like take it with a grain of salt to some extent because there's there's whole food and then there's convenience food and there are things we do out of convenience and out of getting our children to eat and all sorts of things and like we're never going to be perfect and we can only try our best and from a financial perspective it's really bloody hard to eat perfectly blah 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 so just don't yeah I hope it didn't make anyone kind of you know feel yeah I do know what I think um so for me, I think it's really important that my kids have a balanced diet. And I think that, that I just don't want them to eat shit all the time. So today they've gone, they went to school. Two of them had two eggs on toast. Two of them had overnight oats. And, and like, so that makes me feel really good that they've gone to school like that, right? Mm-hmm. And they've got a packet, they've got a muesli bar in their bag. They've got sandwich, they've got fruit, and they've got some chippies. And so that's what I'm saying. Like that to me leaves me, I feel fine about that. Because I know that they've, and they're going to come home and they'll have some afternoon tea, which will probably be like carrots and some crackers or whatever and cheese. And then at night they'll have um, my home cooked meal. Mm. And there is a bit of packet food in there, but Mm. it's uh, over the whole, you know, Mm. scheme of it. The, the, um, you know, I'm not too, I'm not going to go, no, my children are not eating any of this junk because I think that's not really sustainable in my family but it might be completely sustainable in yours I had this good chat actually with our friend Jess the dietitian who um said to me as well that just off the back of that kind of chat that he had like some food might be a really good carrier for other really great food i.e wheat bix because you know according to him right it's packaged it's got all sorts in it right but I, I know wheat bix to be a relatively decent choice for a packaged cereal. So, but wheat bix can be such a great carrier for things like the milk, yogurt, the Greek yogurt, fruit. the berries, the nuts, the shit that you put on top and can add to it. Yeah. So yeah. that's it. Yeah. So that was a really strong point. I thought it's like think of what good things you can add yeah, to things to yeah, make them yeah. even more beneficial. Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, exactly. Um, we live in a a, a society that and a, a lead, a, lead lifestyles that it's near impossible for some people not to open a packet or two. That's what day. he said also, and that's what I forgot when I was listening to the podcast, re-back, mm-hmm. re, re-back listening, mm-hmm. forgot to mention was that the um, this, you know, packet food that we have now, the ease of it and the a massive variety has come about around 1970, I think, from my retention, it could be incorrect, when women became way busier or yeah. men and women, families became busier and there was a need for quick fix food. Yeah. So we can see how this has happened and why it has evolved like this. It's just trying to be a bit more educated in the things you are choosing. And again, it comes down to like backing yourself and your gut to know that this is this feels okay for me. So the fact that my kids went through two massive boxes of Milo cereal because they were half price at $4.50 over the last month 
didn't make me feel good when they were eating it every morning. I, I wanted them to also have some Greek yogurt and some fruit as well, or a toast or with avocado, because I did not want them to go to school just on that. It mm. didn't make me feel good. So I'm not going to buy that again. Maybe on holiday, maybe in the school holidays, I might do that again. But mm. just back your back yourself and how you feel about it. Like mm. a lot of chat we've done today. Mm. Nina just doesn't. Nina just doesn't even eat breakfast. So made porridge this morning, and Bo 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 sits and eats it. And then she, Mum, I don't want it. It's really fucking annoying. Yeah, it's actually really hard when your child isn't that hungry at that time, though. And I've got a child like that too. Mm. And I, Mm. I, I just think fine, it's fine. Don't worry about it. She'll eat when she's hungry at eight thirty, nine o'clock, and that's too late at home if it's a preschool day. And I know she'll eat all her lunchbox, so it's fine. Yeah, but um. Then Bo just moves on. Mum, mum, sausage, can I eat sausage? Sis, can so I have your, yours? And he just eats it and, and then he did his poo on the toilet. So that's good with no stuffy. Um, what else <laughs> is on your list? Yeah. So we've talked about um, bras. We've talked about parenting and not knowing the answers. We've talked about backing ourselves with our decisions and thinking about your gut feel. Um, that yeah. little gut is that sometimes you don't know what your gut feels, but you kind of do. So just try and back it. Yeah. Favorite little life hacks each day that you do I saw it on Instagram and I thought that was quite interesting and I aligned with the woman that I was watching Mm -hmm. so I get up quite early um and I will always get up early because I like to get things done early and the first thing you should do is sort of do something like movement or something that's going to challenge yourself maybe some meditation um that's my first sort of um obstacle I try and overcome what, mm-hmm. what about you? Like just, I was just thinking about, so I try and drink two liters of water daily. Mm-hmm. I try and make myself a nutritious lunch. I don't eat the kids snacks mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I fuel myself nutritiously. Mm-hmm. I exercise mm, four to five times a week. I try and if I'm feeling, I try and do meditation, even if I'm not feeling like I need it, I still try and do it because it's a little bit hard for me to do, but I know it's be- really beneficial. And I only really do it for about five minutes. Yeah, you still use the app if you do it. Yeah, I do. And I often choose the five minute sort of ones. I don't really, I, it just doesn't. Sometimes if I'm feeling that I'll do a 10 minute, but I'm just at, not at that point of doing any longer. Um, and I try and go to bed early I go to bed and I try and be asleep because we wake up early I'm asleep sort of by nine-ish so and I I'd be quite yeah that that's a few of my little hacks that I wanted to share which I know you guys probably know but just it's quite a good reminder to think about what you what you know makes you feel good and how you can incorporate those into your day mm-hmm. well one of my things is that I finish my drink bottle before I drink my first coffee that's, yeah, that's just a cool. thing that I do I love that and I said uh, on my I, workout I, the other day, hydration station, caffeine, caffeination nation. Love it. <laughs> I mean. Did you make that up? No, I didn't. I fear, I saw it somewhere for sure. So but... I haven't even finished mine, my first one today, and it is nine, ten o'clock in the morning, and I've done a workout and I've swum, and I have not finished the 750 mils. Have you got a Stanley bottle? So I've got a par. What's Stanley mean? Oh, I thought Stanley is the, what I see, like, influences having. No, it's Pargo. It's oh, you've got the... a new bottle. Yeah, I got it for my birthday from some of the school moms. Well, that's quite cute. And I love it because it's um can fit in my car properly. Not yeah, a massive yeah. one liter Frank Frank Green. Yeah, do love a one liter Frank Green though. Um what you else would be a hack? Why? Louis filled it up for me and he used the water from the fridge and I hate cold water and it's still so cold. I just like tap water. Mm, yeah. Um fair. 
Um, what else do I have to tell you that is a bit of a hack? You know, I don't know what it is. I, oh, gosh, I'm on the I'm on the spot. Um, I think yours are similar to mine. You're organized with food. You try and make so, yourself a nutritious meal. Yeah, actually, the Sunday week, Sunday well spent bringing a week of content has really been something that's helped me lately because I'm just, I'm like registering. Okay, it's Sunday. We go into consecutive preschool days um, wanting to be more, you know, efficient and productive in the, in the, in the week then at the weekend. What can we do to help? You know, I've got a go-to banana muffin recipe that isn't totally riddled with sugar and shit. Um, I'll make sure the dinner gives us leftovers. And someone asked me about meal planning and stuff the other day, which I don't really do, but like I will always make sure, like I'm making, being more consistent with like a big shop and that kind of thing. I mean, this is not hacks. This is normal. No, it is. Um, it is. It's good. Um, last week, yeah, or like I, I, I looked at my banking and I saw that I did a big shop and I spent $315 or something, which is actually okay for me because often sometimes it can be more. And then whereas a week, I compare it to a week where I've gone to the supermarket four times, I've spent more than that. Like that's dumb. Be more prepared, be more organized. But it was a really great experiment to see that, like, for a start, who wants to go to the supermarket four times in a week? And also, you know, from a financial perspective, it's dumb. Um, I feel like I did have a hack in my brain, and now it's kind of gone. If I think of it, I'll, if I think of it, oh, I think you. being organized is a really good little hack, though. It does make you feel a bit more in control. And I'm always like thinking, what are we having for dinner? Like, I know what we're having for dinner tonight. And obviously, I'll think about tomorrow. We've actually got people coming to stay with us for a week today and with a baby. And so I need to be like mindful. I do an online shop on a Sunday and it arrives on a Sunday afternoon. And that doesn't include meat or fruit and veg. And then I go and do the meat and fruit and veg because it's just easier to choose your fresh produce and stuff. Um, yeah it's always like so you do an online shop but you don't buy your meat and veg or your meat no why don't you buy the meat i might buy mints and stuff i just find it easier to go and choose what we need um i just find it better to go yeah i like to choose my meat interesting and i don't find that a big deal because i just go to the Fruit and veg two little and sections. Yeah, I'm not going down the aisles and fucking my trolley up and sniffing bloody hot chili taco seasoning, which I don't buy anymore because it's full of shit. That was just a once off. <laughs> Do you um, know what? You know that taco seasoning. I actually mm. that's such a lie. I could buy that again, and I don't care. But yeah. I only I don't put the whole packet in. I only put a little bit, and then I add my own cumin and paprika. It just gives a little yeah. bit extra. Yeah. I do that quite I, a bit. I use that. Yeah, you use it over a few meals. Yeah, fine. Yeah, cool. See, that's balance, isn't it? That is balance. And, like, you know, you do the best you can. Hey. Mm. So like, you've forgotten that last little life hack of yours, have you? Yeah, I have, Sars. So yeah, I have. Okay. Um, I can I okay. just say that I've been making the meatball thing that you made and I can't nail it. Can you tell me the recipe again? It's pork mince, chicken mince, chili. Um, sweet chili sauce sorry pork mince chicken bits chili powder sweet chili sauce salt pepper is that it and shallots panko breadcrumbs and an egg and Um, shallot. that's what I've been doing and I just can't it's fine they all they all eat them but 
I just don't feel like I'm nailing it. There's something missing. Are they on the pan or are they on the barbecue? But we've done it both ways. Definitely the barbecue one's way better, eh? Barbecue, yep. everything. That's better. what I was just about to say. The barbecue ones, since I've made them, we've not done the barbecue and they've not been nearly as nice. And I have Greek yogurt on the side with a dollop of chili and I like that. Mm, I don't actually put chili powder in them, by the way. Oh, yeah. So you've added that. And then there was another thing, the chicken. I haven't done the chicken mustard marinade in a while. What was that? Chicken breast, chicken thigh, sorry. Mustard, olive oil, salt and pepper. And syrup. honey. Honey, oh, yeah. Yeah. However, I made that last night, and but I did it with chicken breast, and they were dry as a bone, so um, that was interesting. I mean, it's it was chicken fine. thighs are always better for things like that, eh? I know, you, but you in, know that a chicken breast you pet you only cook it for twenty minutes if it's just like mm, a normal chicken breast. I probably killed it. Yeah, yeah. Um, got a sparkle spreader? Or are we at that stage yet? I just like can't deal how you just like slam that on me, and I'm not prepared. <laughs> why you want to keep talking for another hour yeah i'm trying to think of my sparkle spreader so yeah okay my sparkle um, spreader is that yesterday i was like to doors like we have swimming lessons with nina on a friday and then it's a whole week before she goes in the pool again so i was like one of us needs to take her swimming today when bow naps one of us takes a swimming and he's like, yeah, I'll take her. And then when push came to shove, he was like, eh, I could so watch a movie on the couch. And I was like, see ya, that's fine. I'll happily go to the pool with Nina. And it was the most joyful thing <laughs> because when she's been doing all the learning shit, she's, I've not been in the pool with her. And it was so cute. Like I really, really enjoyed it. And she was trying so hard and then coming up <laughs> and being like, mum, shall I do that again? Shall I do that again? Mum, watch, you know, just like normal chat where you think your kid's so cute and they're not that cute, but I just loved it. That's my sparkle spreader. Um, Did she wear her cap? She wore her cap and her bloody goggles the what, whole time. What, she wore her cap for like a leisurely pool swim? Yes, and then also she wore her cap, yes. I'll tell you why. She, I, I do believe that with her, her breathing, whatever it might be, she's next Tuesday getting her adenoids and tonsils out, right? I really believe that that impacts her swimming for some reason. And I think with, yeah, or she's just a fucking wuss and getting water in her ears and her eyes, she doesn't like. So I'm like, put your cap on because then there's less water in your ears and shit. And it's better and more enjoyable. Put your goggles on and then you don't get splashed in your eyes. So mm. she had a great time. Anyway. Um, That's cool. Oh, and then then there was this man, this father, who was pushed, wheeled into the pool in his wheelchair by his, I think, I assume, two teenage daughters. And then they held him and helped him swim. And the girl came back. Dad, I've just put the wheelchair up there. It's just at the end of the ramp. They mm -hmm. wheeled him down the ramp. And the two teenage daughters and the smile on his face as they like helped him float around the pool was just unbelievably adorable. It was like so, and I just like imagine if you were those kids, like you, if you were the mother of those children, like you'd just be so proud of them. Mm. That's sad, eh? Or I mean, it might not be sad that he might no. be really happy. Yeah. It could be yeah. a, like he, you don't know was, the story. Yeah, it was just so cute. Anyway, that's my sparkle spreader. That's really cool. My sparkle spread is just from like, oh gosh, like, so the boys are do the boys do sport and stuff, and like they probably happily have just spent the whole weekend not competing in the carnival 
over Saturday and Sunday. They had their first proper nippers competition. And they'd probably quite happily quit, mm. to be honest. Mm. But we've had sort of we got we reached a bit of an epiphany last night, Dan and I, about the fact that we make them sort of do all the events and they they don't love some of them. Mm. And so we decided last night that they can just choose what events they do just to keep them interested in the actual sport. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that they're, that they're quite happy about that. And I'm yeah. like, that well, that's great. Why have we not thought about that? But the, the point of the point of wanting them to keep going is because as they get older, a lot of these kids stop doing it. And we want ours to keep going because it builds camaraderie. They make friends. They like the culture. It's like mm. they're doing something outside. It's so great for them. Mm. So we want them to keep going to be able to build friendships again because they got to a point last year in um, South Brighton for, in Christchurch that they went to the New Zealand competition and they really started to enjoy it because they made all these mates. Mm. And now I feel so sorry for them because they don't really know anyone and they've got no group and mm. the club we've chosen to go with, there's not a lot of people that compete. But there's a, there were these five 15, 16-year-old boys that were selling raffle tickets and they were in their nippers, clothes, togs and stuff. And I said to them, do you guys love it? And they were like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, do you even moan? Like, did you moan when you were 13 about like going? And they were like, nah, well, swim training, hate swim training. And I was like, oh, that's that's good. Mm-hmm. And then they, one of them said, oh, we just love it because we're just all mates. And I was like, yes, boys, this is and it. And me, the missing thing a little bit. That's mm-hmm. it. So I'm just proud that they did it. And we've reached a bit of a point where we're not going to make them do everything. They can just choose what they want to do and hope that they can enjoy it and make friends. It's really I'll hard. Never forget, um, it's such a hard one for a parent, isn't it? It's knowing when to push back on them, wanting to give up stuff. Because I'll never, ever forget my biggest time that I let down mum was when I quit the piano. And she was like, if you're going to quit, you ring her yourself. And I did. And I quit. Which actually, in hindsight, is quite ballsy of me to have even made that phone call. But, um, you know, and how did she you cried. Ring I rang and she cried about that she still says it haunts her today yeah and like gutted gutted (laughs) in my 37 years that I quit at however old I was you know so at what point should like should she could she have gone no stick it out so I said to the boy yeah I said to the boys what do you want to do and they want to do rugby and Rico's like I want to do nippers and I was like, okay, great. And Louis like, I want to do nippers, but I don't want to do like the swim and all that leg. And I, I, I don't want to, you know, mm-hmm. great. Okay, cool. We've established that they don't really want to do swimming, mm-hmm. but I think that's quite normal. But then we've, we've found another pool that just does freestyle training, not breath, not butterfly, breaststroke, backstroke, all that. Cause they're not going to be competitive swimmers. They can all do those strokes, but like just doing freestyle to get freestyle. Cause that will help them in the sea when they yeah, do to their, be safe. Yeah. As well. And yeah. also their competitions. Yeah. 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 It's just such a, it's a, it's just so hard. Yeah. <laughs> Circling back to point number two. <laughs> and then we were sort of thinking like maybe we could, try and encourage some of their mates to join nippers with them so then they've got some schoolmates that do it too and but at the time time will in time this will all come but I'm proud of them my sparkle spreader is that I'm proud of them that they all competed and did what Mm. we asked them to do and it was difficult and they did it and they gone you know and I'm proud of them for that oh god it's hard being a being a mom yeah isn't it just um Okay, well, we could keep talking about that for a long time, but we won't. But also, 
Yeah. It's hard because you relate. You, it's just the other day that you were feeling those feelings. Like I remember feeling like vomit material before a 100-meter sprint for the Wellington Champs. Or I, rem- I know what that feeling is. Yeah. And but also those, but the, the fact that they're saying they want to do it is that there's an underlying, like they do get a kick out of it. But, it, it, yeah, like the hardest things in life are the most rewarding because you do get a reward or a sense of accomplishment when you do something that's hard. So they do like that to some extent. Which swings back to the beginning of this podcast about trying to do something. No, actually not the beginning, maybe the (laughs) three quarters in, about trying to do something that challenges you, you know, in the morning. And then you realize you've, you've got a win for the day already under your belt. I tell you what I thought this morning, and I said it at the end of Box Jam this morning's workout, like, it's hard to press play, eh? It's really hard to make yourself exercise sometimes. But I just got this overwhelming thing, imagining 80-something people in one room doing that with me, which is essentially what we were doing. Like, and how lucky are we that we've got that platform that we can do that and Dor is looking to join the gym and I'm like so you've got this free trial when are you going today like you haven't been yet when are you going to go we've got the doctor this afternoon or like all three of us when are you going to go and I'm like move it mum is so good it's like you should just you should just be buying some heavier weights and doing it at home it would solve all your problems <laughs> so Dan's got a bit of pains as well at the moment I'm like are you gonna maybe you need to start Pilates or what are you gonna do like but anyway, um, I said to him this morning, oh, oh I've, I was having a tick cup of tea. It was like 5.30. And I said, oh, I've got to go and do a workout. I've got to get ready for my workout. I don't want to. And he said, oh, but it's loaded. You like that? And I was like, yeah, but I still don't really want to do it. Like, <laughs> and then I did it and it's just so great. Mm. Mm-hmm. And Very I had, a, I, you know, I didn't, I don't get the 80 anymore, but watch the space going to push for that i'm going to push for you i'm going to get you guys and you're going to join me <laughs> that's 10 a.m monday wednesday thursday and jess is it on a tuesday and you're going to work out with me okay yeah. okay yeah come and work out with us hey guys vote for us for the podcast awards please yes please should have said that at the start but we'd be really grateful for your votes it's, because mm. we are proud of our podcast we're proud of move it mama we're proud of our people and we're proud that we often like are in the charts Mm, but we are up against people with a media network behind them and hundreds of thousands of <laughs> size communities. So, um, you know, it all counts. You can vote every day. Did you know that? Yeah, I didn't really know that. So I need to be popping that on Instagram a lot, eh? Yeah. And is that link? I find it looks like it's quite difficult to vote. It's not that straightforward. You have to link not, eh? our show. So you have yeah. to go to where you watch our show. and How do you even do that? You press the three little dots and you go copy link. So it's not the most, it's okay, but they could have made it easier for sure. Anyway, till next time, guys, we'll see you back here next week and have a good week and keep looking at your rate of perceived exertion. Okay. (laughs) If you don't know what I'm talking about, go and and look on our website. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Also, Mm. um, back yourself. Mm -hmm. Trust your gut. Mm Mm-hmm. And think about little actions that you could do to make you have a happier day. Yeah, good. Goodbye. Oh, it's an upwards. Okay, kakete. Bye.